Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Harry J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here we are. Here it is. High fives episode 51. This is like the hangover episode from like the party that we had after the last episode. Yeah, it's kind of a hangover. Right? Yeah. You feeling it? Totally. That party was crazy. I passed out. (laughs) So early? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just me. I just put my sweatpants on. For the rest of the time. (laughs) Anyways, episode 51. Did you just get into it? Top five songs about politics. Yeah. Right? Political songs. Okay. Political songs. Let's get political. Okay. Let's go back. What do you want to call it? Top five songs about political songs? Is that better? No, that doesn't make any sense. Top five (laughs) political songs. Songs about, yeah, political songs, I guess. Okay. We'll go with that. Top five political songs. That works, Nate. This is, this is your topic. So I want to make sure we're doing justice. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This was a hard one for me. Was it a hard one for you? No, because like there's so much music, but that's it. There's so many. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and that's a great, that's a great thing about music and art in general is it literature, anything like that is invokes conversation about things. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard because there's a lot of great bands and great songs. And I think punk as a genre is, uh, Oh, it's geared towards it. it, Yeah. It's Yeah. it's a big part of being punk in quotations. Yeah. Mike did hand quotations yeah. just for everybody out there. There's no live feed? <laughs> no, I haven't I, set it up. I put on pants. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I told you not until we get an HR person am I doing anything, anything more. I'm not being fairly compensated. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, like I think punk is one of the, the genres. That's, it's, a, it's a strong part of punk music. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think other than maybe like hip hop, those are the two that would be at the forefront of like pushing a social message. Yep. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like you don't hear too much pop country talking about, well, no. they may be pushing the other message. <laughs> What's that message? The other one. Guns and beer <laughs> and stars and stripes. The other one. Uh, so let's, let's, let's talk about what we're listening to. Yeah. Maybe. You go there? Yeah. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's take a quick departure from the topic. We'll go there. And we'll come back. And we'll come back. Uh, this is going to be pretty quick for me. Uh, I'm listening to the new Sheer Mag, Distant Call. Did you listen? I haven't listened to it yet, actually. Really? I, I keep meaning to, and I just haven't been in the mood. I was pretty excited for this record. Because um, I feel like it's been a long time, right? Like, And this is really their only, only their second full length, because the other full length... I'm doing air quotations now, which is like a collection, right? So yeah, basically a collection of their 
yeah. a couple EPs and then other songs filtered in there that weren't released, I think. Yeah. So I was pretty stoked on it. Um, like on it coming out. Um, I like it. Uh, it's not like the mind blowing moment I hoped I would have. Um, but I think that's just my expectation. I do like it though. Um, I think the productions it's different and like, you know, like her vocal was really like had a lot of like distortion pushed on it or they just rode the levels real high or whatever it was that they did to kind of give it that yeah. raw feel. I feel like they've pulled back on it a little see bit, that, the, which I like. See, I listened to the two of the tracks and I was not a fan of that. I was oh, like, okay. I was like, they got rid of their like edginess. Right. Like it felt like the first album feels edgy and like raw so too overproduced for your liking? Not necessarily. I just didn't yeah. like, and I, there were, it was a quick sampling of two songs. Okay. So I'm sure I'll like Did it. Did you stream I, it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to put myself in your listening experience. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Streamed <laughs> it. Um, the other one, uh, is the real sickies or just real sickies. I keep wanting to call them the real sickies. But it's just real sickies. Oh, see, I would have thought it was the real sickies as yeah. well. No, it's not. It's not. So let's just, let's make sure we do it properly from now on. We don't need anybody from Edmonton coming down here. No, no. Uh, out of Space is the new one. Uh, it's pop punk out of Edmonton. It's it's awesome. I really like it. Um, it's uh, It's got a... It's got a handful of really good songs on it. Um, I saw these guys open for 88 Fingers Louie like a year, maybe two years ago. And they were hands down the best part of the show. So I would recommend checking this one out. And I really like their cover art. I, I love their art. Yeah. Uh, they're on Stomp now too, right? Oh, is that right? I think that was, this one's on Stomp. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, look at you. Good one. Good one. Um, Mabina Galore is the last one that I have for you tonight. It's the last of my offerings. The thing I like about this is like, they're a punk duo from Winnipeg, like just two. Which is kind of crazy. Winnipeg again. Right? <laughs> yeah. A little CanCon in the uh, what we've been listening to segment of the show. Yeah. Um, I feel like they'd be really interesting to watch. Have you not seen them? No. Oh. Have you? Yeah. They opened for Iron Sheik here. And what was it? Oh, remember my eardrum exploded oh, so yeah. I couldn't go to that show. It's doing much better. Not that you asked. I don't care. Um, <laughs> um, was it interesting to watch? Because like on the album, they're obviously playing more than just two instruments. I'm trying to think now if they had a backing band. Like oh, other okay. people there or not. I can't remember. Huh. They were good though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the new record. Um, if you like their previous stuff, it's very much like their previous stuff. Um, a continuation, if you will. Like vocally, it's, you know, on the aggressive side, I'd say it's pretty melodic. Um, but I like it. Yeah, um, I only heard the the song California. Something to do with California. I don't uh, know. I, I I'm bad with song titles, especially mm. new stuff. And uh, like it just came out last week, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So I haven't had a lot of time. I haven't, I haven't dug into it, but it's in my list of things to listen to. But that song, I really liked it almost more than anything they had done before. Is that so, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, Mike. Yeah. What have you been listening well, to? I've just been streaming away. <laughs> <laughs> first thing is the Jonah Ray EP that came out on oh, Asian Man. Oh yeah, I, that that interested me. Tell me more. It's called You Can't Call Me Al. Yeah. And it's a... Uh, Which is a response to Paul Simon's song, Bodyguard, <laughs> right? Is that the actual song? I know... I think it's you, called Bodyguard. I don't know what the song is called. You can call me Al. I know the, the line, you can call me you Al. You can, but not but here. Not him. No. But uh, it's an interesting take on weird l songs yeah so 
What do you mean? So he's covered Weird Al songs. He's covered them. Okay. And then made them his own. Okay. But they're using Weird Al's lyrics. And then obviously, so it's like a cover of a cover of a cover. Because the music is is rooted in whoever Weird Al was doing the parody of. Yes. Oh, wow. It's cool. Um, And then uh, the guy from Blood Brothers and Waxwing, isn't it? And then the guy from Fiddler. Okay. So some cool musicians and, and Jonah Ray has got like a history with punk rock. Like he used to put on shows in Hawaii and he was in some bands that are involved in the punk rock scene in Hawaii. In Hawaii? Yeah. Wow. That'd be a hard band, uh, like hard to get bands tour through there. I honestly don't know much about, I don't even know what band he was in. I've always tried to look because when we had the label, I had gotten a couple demos from Hawaii. So I wish I would have kept them to see yeah. if he was in any of those bands. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I like his comedy too. If you ever get a chance to check out his comedy. Um, he's in that mystery science theater thing, which isn't my favorite thing of his, but everyone else seems to like know him from that. Okay. Um, my only complaint is that I wish he would have done that Jurassic Park song. Oh, (laughs) which one was that? Just Jurassic Park. What was it? What was it? It's it's not parroting anything. I don't think. Um, really? Maybe it is. It's gotta be. Probably. What did he do? Do you have like a, a, Uh, a handful of them written down? I can think off the top of my head, the Amish Paradise one, which is awesome. Oh, beauty. And Just Eat It. And then yeah, right. I can't remember the other two, two or three are off the top of my head right now. Interesting. Yeah. It's really good. I recommend it. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's got a chaotic, like it's almost got a Jeff Rosenstock bomb, okay. bomb, music, bomb the music industry sound to it. So. Okay, cool. The uh, other one was Mean Jeans. Right. Gig- gigantic Psych. You're one of your favorite bands. They are. Yeah, I know. If you like Mean Jeans, you're going to like this album. You're going to. It's party punk. If you don't like it. Comes in in a really short number. Yeah. 21 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. It's it's my jam. It's quick in and out. Actually, uh, I will say it's a little bit more polished than any of the other stuff that they've done. It's a little bit more melody. Huh. So you might enjoy it a little bit more. A little bit. A little bit. Just okay. a little. <laughs> uh, a band from Minnesota called Nice. Nice. Oh, I've three, heard of Nice. With three eyes. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. Actually, I wrote in my notes here, Nate, you should check these guys out. I think you'd like them. I already did. <laughs> I can see you digging it. <laughs> wow, that's what it says? Yeah. I hope you'll sign that for me nope. to take home later. Nope. No. I could sign it for you. These are my notes. Oh. My notes. Well, I could sign it for you. I don't need your signature. Okay. I could forge that. Okay. <laughs> HR. Uh, HR. I could actually really see these guys like blowing up if they get like a full length out because it's just an EP. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Uh, the Strung Out album, but I really don't want to go into too much discussion there because <sighs> that's a, can, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> that's a wormhole of discussion that it we don't sure want to is. If you like Strung Out, I can see you liking it. If you don't like Strung Out, you probably aren't going to like it. That's safe. That's where I'm going with this one. Safe room. Uh, and then real quick, I've just been listening to a bunch of singles on an album teasers. Okay. Which I know you hate. Yeah. But if you're in the streaming world... <laughs> You're you, a streamer. Uh, you just go for it. Hey, this is a call uh, out to all the streamers. Uh, there's a band called Grumpster and their new singles out. It's really good. Uh, the new Lagway and the ones that have been released are good. As a, the new Max Seal is really good. So, What about the Weezer one that's like promoting an, an album five years from now? That's insane. Right? Like that's why? Like, like I get the teaser, like like how Menzies yeah, sure, did like, it, like a couple of... Your album's coming out in a couple months. Sure. You release a song here or there. It's going to keep people interested. Like this Weezer one. I mean, I listened to the song and I actually like the song. Sure. On the first listen. I don't know. I don't know if I'll have holding. No, you'll hate it by the time the album comes out. But I'm like, 
May 2020. Right. What's the point? Right. Get together. Yeah, I don't like that. Like, I, I completely accept that most people probably aren't like me and don't have an anal retentive level of like a 10 out of 10 when it comes to like previewing music. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that's just, that's insanity. All right. That's, that's it. it. Sorry. I, I went with quite a few there. Don't be but. sorry. Don't ever be sorry. Ever. Okay. Let's get in. Let's, let's in. do this. Let's get into this. Let's do the politics, Mike. Did you, I mean, politics is a very broad, yeah. well, sorry, sorry. Political songs uh-huh. is a very broad brush to bring to the canvas, which I like. I think that's great. It's a broad, big opening. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, did you focus like when it came to like picking your songs, did you focus on like a certain part of like, like a subgenre of political songs, like focusing in on, let's say government or social action or. No. Okay. Activism. In short, short, no. Um, I did make a conscious effort to try not to pick the obvious ones because we do talk about propaganda a lot. We do talk about against me. We talk about, I picked all the obvious ones. So it's good that you didn't. That's fine. If you did, I just, I, or we didn't do the clash. I didn't do the clash or refused because we play them a lot on here. Sure. And like you were saying before, there's so many great bands with so many great messages. And one of the reasons that I picked a topic like politics is because I think it's important and it's something that punk music is so involved in, invested in. Yeah. And there are so many bands you could, you could, and I'm really interested to hear what our listeners have. So if you have a list, I can't wait to hear what, what songs you pick and uh, what kind of messages we're hearing here. I think it's important to discuss things always and get a different viewpoint. So like one of the things I found when, when I, got into punk is it forced me to look at issues that I may not have ever looked at before. Totally. So it's not that I wasn't interested in it. It's just, I maybe never thought about it in that way. Like it just hadn't been involved in my life in any way. Totally. So like, I mean, we were 14 years old and like, we're already being exposed to, you know, homophobia and anti-homophobia and racism and anti-racism and like, you know, all of those, that social conscience that I don't think a lot of 14 year olds were exposed to. Yeah. Like again, even things like something you might not think about is saying something like, um, like, uh, even saying the word bitch. Right. Like something like that or like you might not have thought as a 14 year old or even saying the word faggot. Like right. I hate to use it, but I mean like saying the word faggot or something like that in our generations, like I was watching monster squad the other day, that word is peppered throughout the movie is an insult. Oh, it just and, makes me bristle. But when we were kids, yeah, that was an insult you heard often. And then you start thinking about it. You're like, well, what does that really mean? That's what I think a lot of times music can do is like, what does that really mean? Why am I, that's not right. Maybe I'll just try to get that out of my vernacular. Yeah. Even if I, the intent wasn't there to be, make it a homophobic remark. Yeah. You might not know it's a homophobic remark. Well, I remark. use it. Yeah. Right. When it, when it can hurt somebody. Or even something like, like vegetarianism. Like I'm not a vegetarian, but I will say that listening to a lot of bands that sing about it and talk about it made me think about things and question it a lot more. Right. So I uh, like it's, I think it's just an important aspect of music to, to bring up these discussions to maybe mobilize you to do something about yeah, it. Yeah. Especially in this time, in this time of the world when it's kind of crazy. I mean, maybe it's always, it, maybe it's always crazy, but it feels very crazy right now. Well, it's in your face now, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's there. It's not, there's no hiding. 
yeah. from it anymore. There's no, nobody's keeping it in their basement anymore. It's, it's out there on the street. Yeah. So I think back to your overall question, my picks kind of have an overarching theme about, about social action. Okay. But they're a broad variety of, of topics. Cool. Cool. And you? Sorry, I went on a tangent no, there. No, you don't. I'm, I said, don't you say sorry to me. I'll say sorry to the world. <laughs> Not to me, though. Uh, no, I mean, I think the reason I asked is because I often turn to the internet, you know, to, to give me some guidance, you know, start me on a path. And uh, one of the things that came up was like this one list that had like all these different kind of subgenres within political punk songs. So it just made me think, oh, I guess there is a lot of like, it's, you know, it's a big, big, broad brush. Yeah. So anyways, uh, let's, let's start it off with a band. I couldn't leave off when we're talking about politics. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't leave propaganda off. And that's fair. They're probably one of the, the most important in that. Yeah. In political punk. I mean, they were the ones that really taught me a lot in a, in a time that I didn't know very much. And I still feel kind of dumb listening to a lot of their lyrics. Like, like I'm still oh. far away from grasping, you know, the, the, uh, the level to which they, they preach at. And yeah. I don't mean preach in a bad way. I just mean from their pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, I did, I did decide to, uh, invest in an album that, uh, that I didn't necessarily, that was more of a slow burn for me, let's say. Um, so like the first song that came to mind was resisting tyrannical government, um, off last talk, more rock. Um, but I already used that one. And so <laughs> I didn't want to use it again, but that's like an album that is so like near and dear to me. And like, I could probably sing every song on it, like front to back. And, uh, I feel like less talk was like that. I feel like how to clean everything was like that. Um, today's empires is like that. And then after today's empires, those albums like kind of got away from me a little bit. Like it wasn't the excitement I had for those earlier albums. Um, and I think listening to it now, like, um, not that, that the previous ones were more accessible, but I think that, um, these ones, they, it was a shift in the music. Like oh, they went definitely more towards the hardcore and metal realm and less mel less melody and more and the vocals like the lyrics got stronger and less yeah. like less skate I mean for lack of a better word melodic skate punk where like melodic yeah. skate punk is like you can there's a beat to it that's different than let's say like propaganda now it's like it's almost like I more like I spy was well I felt like there was like more movement within the songs too like yeah. the songs were longer you know they 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 kind of had um ebbs and flows within them as kind of as opposed to like straight ahead, kind of like yeah. A to B, right? I think their lyrics are more intense. Too. Totally. Like almost like if not like the other lyrics weren't childish by any means, but there was like a humor to them and like a quirkiness. And now they're just like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is serious. So, so supporting cast was one of those records that kind of uh, got away from me a little bit, like until, I don't know, maybe the last couple of years. Like, it's not that I didn't like the album. It's just that I didn't invest in it as much as I had the, the ones previous to that. And so I kind of over the, you know, preparing for this episode was going back into those catalogs. I wasn't as, or those albums I wasn't as uh, familiar with. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I picked supporting cast, the, the title track, um, from that, uh, from that album. Um, 
and uh, like I say, like it was a it was a slow burn, but like this album really came around for me. Um, and uh, I, I really like kind of the the messaging in this song, all about social hierarchy and you know, referring to this idea of, uh, moving status being like impossible. You know, if you're born into something, you'll die into that kind of a thing, you know, where I think like our generation, like when we were in school and stuff, like there was this idea of like, you can be whoever you want to be. And I think for like our kids, like that's not the messaging anymore. You can't just be who you want to be because you set out to do it. Yeah. That whole, the whole idea of this American dream. I think that's some of the problem in society is you've got this like idea that, yeah, no, if you work hard, right. You can make it to the top, but really no one at the top's letting you get to the top. Like there's a few guys that make it up there that right. sneak in, but right. There's an easier way you can go down easier. Yeah. <laughs> just working hard. <laughs> Like, yeah, the guy that's work, working minimum wage and working their ass off uh, is not not working hard. <laughs> right, right. So, and yeah. that's the idea. Yeah. yeah, it's it's hard for ordinary people to achieve and receive recognition. Yeah. So that's number one. Number one. Uh, the first band I picked was uh, Debt Neglector. Nice. And uh, it's off their EP, The Kids Are Pissed, which is basically a pretty angry political EP. Sure is. Like they touch on uh, immigration, alt, the alt-right, mass shootings in the United States, that kind of thing. Um, it's one of those albums that I liked at first and the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Yeah. Like it's a really good EP. Yeah, I really like that album too. Um, and then I know that they released a cover of The Clashes, I'm So Bored With the USA, which is awesome and also a good political song. Um, but I went with Scared of the US, which I think is pretty obvious like yeah these days why you would why a song like that is important so totally um i'm pretty sure i mean up in canada is pretty messed up and other parts of the world is pretty messed up but things are pretty fucked up in the usa right now so yeah i think that's a fair statement so uh, i think the song hit the nail on the head nice supporting cast propaganda and debt neglector scared of the u.s
This next one that I have for you, Michael, um, I, this whole album's actually fairly political, which is not really like, I, I think the stuff I'm listening to doesn't typically have like a, a front to back political vibe going through it. You know, like, like you said, punk, uh, politics is, is, you know, very much a big part of punk rock, but I don't think like all bands or most bands even, you know, have like albums that kind of go front to back. You know, I think there's a handful of songs that are often peppered throughout an album. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But this one's kind of like politically charged all the way through. Um, I'm going to totally butcher the name. I've been uh, like been trying to say it to myself. Well, I'm definitely not going to be any help. <laughs> no, I won't <laughs> even show it to you because your head might just explode. Um, I think you've played them on the podcast before. Desa Parasitos? Yeah. Is I that pretty Desperacitos. good? Desperacitos. Yeah. I think that's how you say it, but I'm not a the guy from Bright Eyes. Yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you. I have no idea. But the album's Paola. Um, have you heard anything else? Is this the only album? Do no, you know? no, no, no. That was a like couple. A, that was like a comeback album. Oh, a comeback album. Yeah, they, wow. they hadn't been around for a while. I didn't they, know that. Yeah. Um, I really like this record. Mm-hmm, it's awesome. And I don't think I knew it was a political record until I really kind of dove in and listened to it. Because for me, like lyrics are the last thing I kind of hear. Just the way I listen to music. Um, so unless I've listened to a song a million times, like, and then all of a sudden I'm singing along and wondered how did that sink in? See, I'm the exact same way. Like I'm really shitty with lyrics. And yeah. then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh yeah. Like in my car. So I'm like, oh, that, that's what that means. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I was paying attention and, uh, and was kind of moved more by this record, um, in knowing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the song I picked is, uh, the left is right. Um, kind of a song about, uh, uh, about the Occupy movement, you know, the 99 versus the one, the inequalities and, you know, uh, about social uprising and activism. Um, the thing that's interesting about this song, and I would say a bigger part of the record is I always found political songs to be like fairly aggressive songs for the most part, you know, and like really like chanty and like really like in your face, like kind of like a punch to the face. Right. And this song certainly, and a lot of this album isn't like that. And I kind of like that contrast. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like not all, not all political songs have to be in your face, hardcore. Totally. Like, like, that's why I think sometimes like the skull ones are like interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and a lot of those older ska songs, right? Um, I I really like the cover art. I haven't like looked at, I'd love to buy the vinyl because I think it'd be really interesting to see because like a large part of the cover art's like redacted, you know, like you'd see on like FBI or CIA Mm -hmm. files. Um, So I don't know what it says. I just like, I think it looks interesting let's be honest we don't even know how to really say the band name (laughs) how how can we do any more no i almost left them off the list because i couldn't (laughs) say their name i was like am i gonna do this well see the other times we've mispronounced names we've been corrected but not we okay i've mispronounced (laughs) we've been corrected by the band which is kind of (laughs) cool so that's my number two cool to you so my number two is is a band and i know i suspect see i can't even speak i know Oh, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> I know I wasn't okay. going to specifically go after low-hanging fruit, but I did with this one. Okay. And the band's Anti-Flag. Oh, nice. 
So uh, I'm going to justify it because I don't really listen to anti-flag. Okay. It's kind of weird. Do you listen to anti-flag? No, I never like really got into, I never really got into them. I think because like when they were kind of big within our circle, it felt like really kind of like jamming it down your throat. And I think, uh, I think there was just like an aversion to that. Yeah, I get that. And I, I just, for some reason, I just never like really listened to them. I saw them in a basement show, like years like years ago here in calgary like way before there i think they were popular i think they were popular amongst our friends sure. and people in the local scene because the calgary scene at that time was so political sure um and then they kind of blew up and i just never really like caught on to listen to them so i'd hear a track here or there and i've got nothing against any of the tracks and i really respect that they're so big and popular like there's a couple of bands like that like them and maybe like rise against and stuff like that, that yeah are, like hit the mainstream and, and can bring a message to people that normally wouldn't listen to this kind of stuff totally so like when they're playing stadiums to dudes that are there to crush beers yeah they might be hearing a song about anti-racism yeah or something. yeah no i think it's awesome that they so, kind of blew so up. I, re- I respect a band like that like and i don't ever like i have no reason to not listen to them because yeah. I, I like i do like them but I, anyway i picked them because i don't listen to them and i probably won't bring them up too much on the show but uh the song i picked was called racists and it was a response to racism in america the rise of like the alt-right and i just want to say with the band they had a quote about the song that i just thought was pretty important yeah it said this is a song this song is a call to arms uh we must challenge racism and hatred everywhere we see it at school at work at the dinner table with our families absolutely everywhere if you stand still stand by the trump regime after charlottesville you're complicit the line has been drawn on one side stand those who fight for humanity, optimism, and empathy. And on the other side, those who precipitate bigotry, cynicism, and apathy. Now's the time to get off the fence and choose what side of history you want to be on. So That's great. I think it's, yeah, especially after what happened in Charlottesville and what's going on in the United States. Yeah. And continuing to go on and seems to be growing across the world. Like, yeah, more and more alt-right governments forming everywhere. So, yeah, I like that. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I think I had the same relationship with anti-flag as you did, like just in the sense that like they just kind of, yeah, it didn't pay enough attention to a band that should be paid attention to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. I'm not even going to attempt this name again. You can read it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the left is right is the song. Uh, anti-flag racists. Chain of 
bloody pacifist concedes the truth. If one must die to save the 99, maybe it's justified. The left is right.
Well, Mike, um, in talking about anti-flag, I have an anti-flag song for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Is it though? No. I mean, I feel like that's, that's a band that would be on this. Yeah. Right? We, we should have gone back to back with that. <laughs> yeah. We should have, <laughs> but you go second and yeah. I go, no, it's better this way. All right. The fans like it. We don't want to disrupt what the fans like. All right. Okay. All right. Um, I didn't pick the same song though. So that's good. That's very good. Um, this is an older song. Um, it's off uh, the Terror State album. Um, and the song's called Turncoat. And uh, I've always really liked this song. Like, I just felt like it was such an anthem. And it's crazy to think, like, we've been around for George W. two terms, and now we've been around for Trump. And just, like, yeah, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. The cycle continues. Yeah. Um, but I just remember like when this song came out and like lyrically, it was just like, wow. Was this on the rock against Bush? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just like those, those, that, that chorus is really simple, but super powerful, um, in the messaging that they're sending. And I just, I really liked how blunt it was, how outspoken it was, how it used like just really direct language. Like there's not a ton of lyrics to this song, but they all are, you know, pack a punch, mm -hmm. you know, each word is really, uh, impactful. Um, you know, within the, the song, they refer to like fake news before fake news was even like a buzzword. Right. So, um, anyways, I just, I really like this song. Uh, it was one that I kept waffling on cause I felt like it was, it was an obvious choice. Um, but I really, and truly, um, like this song. And, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it was a really important song of the time and probably, uh, well, not probably, I think it, uh, depicts, you know, current day as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, MXPX's version of Franco on American. Oh, I didn't know they did a version of Franco on American. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They just released it this year. Oh, really? So I've always kind of liked the no effects version. Yeah. And it kind of brings me to what you were talking about before. Like sometimes political songs don't have to be like hardcore in your face. Totally. And I just thought no effects is really good at that. Totally. And I know they get a lot of flack when they do political songs. I do got, they? Yeah. I think there's like this like misconception that they're not serious about the, about the politics. I mean, like if you take the whole propaganda issue with them, right. Is there like, Right. Like, uh, I feel yeah, like, no I, has got I, I feel like I don't agree. Not saying that you're making that statement, but I, I feel like I don't agree with that, that statement that they, they don't take it seriously. No, I don't agree with you. Yeah. Either. I think, it, I think it's legit. Yeah. I don't think it's like a gimmick on their part. No, no. Um, but they attack it in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. I think they you make know, jokes. Some would argue a more accessible way. Yeah. In, in some regards. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The MXPX ver version is uh, is good because they've updated the lyrics. Oh, really? For this day and age. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. So I almost picked Franco on American. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. Lyrically, like it's a great song. Like yeah. it, I I don't love the the music for it, um, but um, I really like the lyrics a lot for the song. Yeah. So that's what I picked. So that's it. Yeah. So uh, Anti Flag one more time, Turncoat <laughs> and MXPX Franco on American.
My next song comes from a fairly political band. That was the best opening we've ever done. I think you should open always like that. Big pause. Big pause. My next song, like that? Exactly like that. Okay. I love it. I, love it. <laughs> I can't guarantee it every, because it'll lose its no, just, flavor. Just, just shock me every once like in a while. be like a piece of gum that you've had in your mouth for hours. You got to shock me every once okay. in a while. Wake you up. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, this is a song by a band called Refused, um, off of the album Freedom, which was uh, I feel like not widely received. Um, yeah, I don't get that, and I, I don't get it. it either. I think it's a great album. Yeah, I almost used a song off it because I again like yeah, ref- it's a great album. I don't know why people don't like it either. Yeah, it's and it's not even about like setting the bar high with you know Shape of Punk to come. Uh, it's it's, it's still that band. Like I hear refused in it. It's not like they changed their sound completely and did something completely out of whack or, or totally different. I don't get it. I don't get it either. 
Um, I think it's a great album, and uh, I love how outspoken these guys were. When uh, we saw them at Punk Rock Bowling, they just kind of went on this big, you know... Tangent? Yeah, but it was great. Like, it was awesome to hear. It was not well-received either, like, by by a lot of that crowd. Yeah, I see Punk Maybe Rock not Bowling. a lot of that crowd. Maybe it was just some of the crowd that was around me, not people <laughs> I knew, just... <laughs> just to clarify, yeah, nobody I was with. Nobody I was with. Other people... Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think it's really important that there are bands out there that don't give a fuck where they are. They just, you know, they feel the importance of, of, you know, relaying some key messages. And, uh, I mean, you paid to be there, so why not listen? Yeah. So I, one of the things with Refused that I remember hearing about was like, oh yeah, these guys are so anti-corporate, but they put out albums and they play big stadiums and all this shit. And then I kind of thought about it. I'm like, yeah, but now they're on a platform where they can bring this to everybody. Right. Like they're big enough that they can play like huge stadium shows and bring it to like a same sort of thing with Andy flag. Right. They can bring that message to people that don't care about that message. And yeah, you have to hear it. You might not agree with it, but you heard it. Right. And if you heard it, you might think about it or you might have that discussion with somebody. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I mean, that's what I love about this music so much is that there is no other kind of music really that you can, that you have a level of accessibility to conversations around important topics For like sure. this, Yeah, you know? Um, so the song I picked was uh, Frank a Freak. And the reason I picked this song um, was because this kind of represents um, a lot of the songs, like when we were, again, going back to like when we were younger and like discovering punk music, um, you know, I found out, or I learned a lot about like history and, and things that have happened in oppression, um, that I wouldn't have necessarily been exposed to, you know, like even in history class or, or social studies or something like that. Right. So I was, I was really like valued that punk rock brought that to the table for sure. You know, those, those stories and those, um, that relaying of information, like, you know, this has happened and we should really pay attention to this. Yeah. Well, and and often it's like something that that's overlooked in a history course. It might be, or in a, in a class, you might be like touched upon, but it's not the focus. So like when somebody brings it up and, and, and you're curious about it and you go look it up and you're like, Oh, that's, that's a really interesting thing to learn about. I didn't know that. And now it's like at the tips of our fingers. Yeah. And now it's even, yeah, it's like way easier to look it up now. Totally. You have no reason to not. Right. Right. And it's, it's just opening that door, right? It's opening that door for you to discover something more, you know, something that's important, something that's worth, worth investing time in. Um, so anyways, I really like this song, um, just like sonically as well. Uh, I think it was the second single that they put out for this record. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I won't go into the, the whole, uh, explanation of the song. Um, but it's, uh, the word comes from a melding of France and Africa and it's about French colonial colonialism in Africa and, uh, basically how France, you know, presented African colonies as sovereign, but in reality, the heads of state were handpicked by, by Paris and these leaders were, you know, uh, they knew what was expected of them. Yeah. You know, and it was, you know, to put resources of their countries at France's disposal and, you know, vote alongside France and the UN. So, you know, a lot of information there, but like, um, you know, something I wouldn't have, you know, necessarily just 
No, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I love in this song, it's got a really like haunting production of children's voices, you know, chanting murder. See, that's that album. I think, well, actually both the shape of punk of punk to come and this album. I love the production and it's, all the little, the little yeah. nuances like that. And I think that's what makes refuse so interesting. Totally. Totally. Because I mean, there's, there's an entertainment, there's a showmanship that connects with, you know, these pretty big messages. Yeah. So, uh, to you. The band I picked was a band from Florida called Gouge Away. Okay. Do you, do you know Gouge Away? I don't think so. Uh, they're a female-fronted political hardcore band. From uh, Gainesville? No. I I want to say Tallahassee, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not hundred percent sure on there. It's Florida. Okay. Florida's good enough. I was just curious. There's it's like everyone's from Gainesville. No, nothing good about Florida except their music. And maybe Disneyland. <laughs> it's world. Disney world. It's not a land, Mike. That corporate. It's bigger than that. <laughs> I don't know why I should be promoting Disneyland on my political <laughs> I show. No, I don't know. The shitty corporation known as Disney. Anything you want to say about soft drinks? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, the song I picked is called Uproar, and it's off the album Dies, which came out in 2016. Um, this is a song actually about uh, animal rights, which is again I touched upon this earlier. It's like not something I'm insanely passionate about or anything like that. But listening to bands like this really makes you think and explore your reasoning for doing things. Like so, while I might not be a vegetarian, I'm now I now think a little bit more about like maybe I shouldn't eat meat or maybe I shouldn't. Uh, use products tested on animals and stuff like that or but i haven't got to that next level yet or neither should maybe you but at least have that conversation sure with yourself sure so informed decision making yeah so i respect i respect people that don't i respect people that do sure and when you hear a song like this it just like i said just you can do your own research and come up with your own opinions yeah so frank a freak refused uproar sorry uh, and that's uh, what I was just saying and oh oh I see just and 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 <laughs> then I gouge away with uh, uproar
are subjected to experiments that include everything from infecting them with diseases, poisoning, burning skin, causing brain damage, implanting electrodes into the brain, maiming, blinding, and other painful invasive procedures. It includes protocols that cause severe suffering, such as long-term social isolation, electric shocks, withholding of food and water, repeated breeding and separating infants from mothers. Many, if not most, animals die before the end of the study. Do you really think animal torture is the only path to medical progress? Behind the excuse of medical research, animals are infected, suffocated, burned, and more. We, as a human race, fail to show empathy and compassion. They spend their lives in cages, unable to make choices or express natural behavior. Most never experience fresh air or sunshine, only bars and concrete. And the people who do this get to relax in their big homes far away from the streets. That's when we come in. We have to fight until every cage is empty. at the end we made it we made it another one 51 yeah 51 of these it's a lot it is a lot it's, it's like it's really fun still 50 like i'd say 60 hours no more than that are you counting my uh, year-end four-hour shows oh no i don't count those <laughs> <laughs> no one counts those i count them <laughs> i can't wait for the next one don't lie i can't i love it it's not my favorite <laughs> But I like it a lot. Okay. Like. Like. Not love. <laughs> you found me out. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say some things? Yeah, I'll say some things. Okay. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening, supporting us. Uh, please remember to check us out online on the various social media platforms, except for TikTok, because we don't sing on TikTok. Although maybe Nate doesn't. What's I don't know. TikTok? Well, I guess Nate doesn't either. TikTok, what is it? TikTok's the new hip thing. What? It's like a Snapchatty thing, I think, where people like sing songs. What? And people comment on it. It's bad news, Bears. You sing songs. I don't really know. It's like a Vine <laughs> kind of thing. Vine? <laughs> that was out for like a minute. Yeah, I know. Anyway, look it up. Anyway, we, we don't not have, looking that up. We that don't have TikTok. Crazy. <laughs> we do have a webpage at www.highfives.ca. Yeah. Uh, it's Does got, anyone have webpages anymore? We do. Okay. There's links to all our stuff on there. We're the one. Uh, we have Instagram, we have Facebook and we have our WhatsApp chat for those willing to discuss which strung out album is the best. Stop promoting it that way. <laughs> I don't want some guy showing up or girl showing up saying, Hey, so let's talk strung out. <laughs> and that then, door will close fast. <laughs> anyway, um, I have had, had some people ask me about the WhatsApp chat. Uh, if you want in, we have to invite you. So send us a message and then we'll invite you. But, uh, 
don't talk about strung out. <laughs> really? You've had people ask? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because apparently we've, we've promoted it, but we've never really said how you get in. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think I just always thought like... And then I've warned... I mean, it. I don't know how I got in there. <laughs> I don't really know who started I think it just like <laughs> absorbed me. And then I've warned people about it and like the two people that have asked me about it never responded after yeah, I said Yeah, that like, makes sense. I was like, just so you know, there's a lot of conversations going on and you yeah. want to put it on mute because you don't want too many notifications. I don't know how to mute. That's impressive. Yeah. Even I have it on mute. Mute. Nude. Nude. I have it on nude. I have it on nude. Okay, guys. This is really just a front for me to send nude photos of myself in sweatpants. That's not nude. The upper body's I nude. I put them over my shoulder. <laughs> They're assless sweatpants. Uh, okay. Still not nude, though. Semi-nude. I don't think you know what nude is. <laughs> I'm a never nude. <laughs> it's a choice. Um, on the note of reaching out, um, over the past little while, a number of bands had reached out to us about doing reviews, doing interviews, promoting their new albums, promoting them. This is really cool, and uh, but it's slightly overwhelming. I don't know for you, Nate. I feel like super overwhelmed because I, I want... don't check the email. Yeah, okay. But I want to help these bands, and I want to promote them. Unfortunately, I'm not sure how we can put them on the show, right? Just because we do so much limited, so many limited episodes. So I'm trying to think of a way that we can do this as a community and make it so that we're promoting these bands and helping these bands out and getting their sure. album because they the most the majority of the ones we've received are awesome. Cool. Um, so I'm thinking about maybe doing like a Spotify playlist with bands that have sent us stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, so if you're interested in that kind of thing, let us know. If you listen, let us know. Um, but yeah, I'd like to try to set that up. So. It's something I'm going to work on. I'd like for you to work on that. I don't know if anybody else has any other ideas on what you'd like to see us do with like these kind of bands. Like, like I said, it's not it's not a slight against anybody that sent us stuff. I'm, no, I just, it's really flattering, and I just we just don't know how to involve everybody because yeah, nobody just, wants this a longer <laughs> thing. <right>? Only Joel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one guy. Yeah. He's the one percent. But uh, thank you very much for everyone reaching out. It's awesome. Uh, we've been getting a lot a lot more uh, conversations going and stuff like that. And thank you for your lists that you've sent in. And uh, I really can't wait to hear your guys' list for this episode. Uh, and before we get back to the, to the last songs, um, just when you're listening to this, you may not agree with everything we've said, like in politics, everyone's got an opinion. Um, I think the key is taking a chance and listening to each other and not arguing and fighting. Um, but just listen to what the other person says. You might not always agree. Um, if there's one thing I've learned about music, or about politics through music is that you should listen, you should form an opinion and you should be vocal about your opinion, but you should still respect other people's opinions. Well said. Uh, and as uh, Joe Strummer once said, people can change anything they want to. And that means everything to the world. So please take a chance. Uh, the way things are going, take a chance, stand up for your rights. Nice. Let's get to that last song. Thanks, Mike. Um, I didn't talk much about this band before because I picked them. Um, but you did, you did bring them up, uh, and the band's no effects. Um, because again, it was another band that I was like, how can you not have them on an episode about politics? Um, because yeah, like, you know, I mean, they're, I don't want to say they're jokey cause I don't think they're jokey. I think there's humor brought into some of it. Um, but I think that there's large in part with their political songs. Um, there's, there's a strong message there. And, um, 
like I say, I think the way that they, they put it out there, it just becomes, um, a different level of, of accessibility to it. You know, it's not, you know what I mean? To sit there with a, a dictionary necessarily, you know, you, they're pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's no guessing at what it means. Right. right. Um, and you know, I mean, I think that, I think that they've been, uh, they've been big activists, you know, over yeah, the years, I, I would agree, especially agree. in the Bush era, you know, um, that whole rock against Bush movement wasn't just a couple of compilation CDs. It was fat Mike trying to invigorate some passion into younger voters to get them out and vote. Yeah. And do something about the state of government in the United States at the time. Uh, I like that. No effects has always been pretty blunt and to the point and they don't mince words. And like you say, it's, it's easy to understand. There's no guessing yeah. uh, as to what, what the songs mean. Um, and I love the, like the, the album war on errorism. Um, you know, I think that, that, uh, that's something you'd only find in punk rock, you know, <laughs> A picture of George Bush as a clown. Like I said, I almost chose Franco and American. Um, I didn't. I chose the the idiots are taking over. Oh yeah. Um, which I I mean sonically, I really like that song. That bass intro. Oh, it's so beginning's good. really good. Um, but it, again, it's it's got a it's got a great message attached to it. Um, kind of the idea that I don't know if you ever saw that movie Idiocracy. Did you ever see that movie? I don't it was think like I saw it. Luke. Uh, what's his name? Luke Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. And it was just like a movie about like, you know, a thousand years from now and how stupid the world's become. And, you know, like this song's kind of like showing that that wasn't just a movie from 2006, but maybe an actual prophecy of like <laughs> what's to come. Well, I think when, when Trump got elected, I kept playing this song over and over again. I was like, man, right. <laughs> I know that it's just, ugh. Yeah. Uh, just, ugh. that's all I can say anymore. There's not much else to say. Yeah. The, so, idiot, the idiots are taking over. Yeah. It seems to be happening everywhere. This is my band that I don't know how to pronounce the name. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I'm hoping I'm no saying it. F no effects. <laughs> you is did the X, it. Is the X silent? <laughs> you did it. <laughs> uh, the band is Onsind or Onsind? Onsind? O-N-S-I-N-D. O-N-S-I-N-D. I don't know. On yeah. It it feels like it's missing letters. Uh yeah. Anyway, uh they're a political folk punk band from the UK. Okay. Uh and I'd gotten into them because I found out that two members of Martha were in it. Oh, oh cool. Just the two members from Martha are in it. It's just them. Um and uh this uh the song I picked is called Kim Kelly is my cognitive behavioral therapist. <laughs> and it's off their album anesthesiology which came out in 2013 okay um this song is uh is about the nhs which is the national healthcare system in in the uk okay uh, i believe anyway and about um governments destroying social programs for monetary gain so while it's specific to the uk i feel like in canada that's something that we're facing every day where people are trying to put say that money is more important than a social program Right, and the this song's arguing that um, when you start cutting social programs and and putting money ahead, you're really just cutting down humanity. That a person's personal wealth has nothing to do with their right to live or their social well being. So, um, it's something that I'm really nervous about in Canada. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm pretty nervous about that in Canada, and uh, it's something that I've always been 
a proud Canadian about that we had healthcare and stuff like that. So totally. that's something that scares me. Yeah. So the song really hit home. Um, like I said, it's, it really stressed the hum, humanity aspect of cutting program like healthcare or schools or things like that. Yeah. So that's my rant. I like it. Uh, thank you everyone again for listening. Thank you, Mike. You want to tell me your for song? For being here. Thank you for Doing being a friend. friend. <laughs> Travel down the road. And back again. Your heart is true. No effects. The idiots are taking over. And? Onsen. Kim Kelly is my cognitive behavioral therapist. Stay cool and be excellent to each other.
know the good thing about David Cameron is that even he knows he's an ass. No, every time he opens his mouth, you can see him thinking, I was born an ass, I'll die an ass, but at least I know I'm an ass. So now I'd like to say, people can change anything they want to. And that means everything in the world. People are running about following their little tracks. I am one of them. But we've all got to stop just following our own little mouse trail. People can do anything. This is something that I'm beginning to learn. People are out there doing bad things to each other because they've been dehumanized. It's time to take the humanity back into the center of the ring and follow that for a time. Greed, it ain't going anywhere. They should have that in a big billboard across Times Square. Without people, you're nothing. That's my spiel. 